All right, so we made more texts last week than we there was planned. So it will be not 50 weeks. <laughs> you made a mistake that you, oh, you said this. Yeah. <laughs> so we are going to continue with text number 10. Do not become a disciple of one who praises himself in case you learn pride instead of humility. So when we went before a previous text, when we went through, so we could realize that uh, St. Mark was like putting like fundaments for spiritual life. Touching like, and, and he's going to continue in several, several next texts. But um, one, this one, number ten, is one of these fundaments we have to, uh, we have to put to our spiritual life. It seems that, uh, uh, at the first glance, we can see that well, we have to be careful who we are following in spiritual life in this general, but um, when I read uh, some kind of books on, uh, which were connected with St. Mark, and uh, they all these authors, they, they were saying that he's here, he's talking about spiritual fathers. And uh, it is one of the fundaments for spiritual life. St. Uh, Simon, the new theologian, when he talks about spiritual life and when in one part when he's talking about beginning of the spiritual life, he says that the one of first things you have to do when you come to faith is to find spiritual father. It's like he's saying he's saying that well this like must be thing. Uh, because you can be lost on your way, and uh, it is it is really very important because, and he is right, because probably each of us found or met people who were converts or they came some kind of they were touched by grace and they came to some kind of they they got this new zeal and they start like. New, new chapter in their life and this decision to follow Christ and they were like on fire and and really though many times you they would do things that they would be putting others in the church to shame so excited so able to bring even sacrifices able to pray for hours I would say or to be ready for each good spiritual activity. <coughs> but many times, because this zeal, which is gifts from God, um, comes to their life, so it pushes them to, to make concrete steps in their spiritual life, so they take everything without discernment. They read something about, about one saint who did that, so oh, let's do this. And, they are in the, somebody says that, well, you should pray this way, this way, let's do this. And the, many times they pile up like so much prayer, these different prayers that 
it's almost impossible forever to keep this kind of rule, but uh, this zeal carries them. There are, in fact, there are talk about Christ, there are talk about God, they are trying to bring others to, to the church, and uh, it seems like, oh, yeah, they're on fire. And because of this excitement, they don't have any inner need for some kind of direction, even if they ask for the direction. So it is more... Um, usually they give specific like questions, which is easy to answer, by, but they don't enter to this discipleship. For example, you would not hear them to say, okay, this is in me, I'm starting something new. What I'm supposed to do? Which steps I should take? How I, I'm supposed to continue? And if priest sees that, usually the, the priest, they, they can recognize that and they make suggestion, you know, probably you should slow down in this area. Maybe you should add something in this area, something, but usually they are really deaf. They are not listening because the zeal pushes them to some kind of activity which is not uh, correct. And the result is that usually it takes several months, you know, max, I would say, one year. And then it's really sudden, like, fall down. There are other reasons too, because well, because but because they are they guide themselves, so they are not able to avoid in the beginning big mistakes, because then zeal pushes them to do, and they don't respect, and even they not respect, they don't know about some kind of basic uh, spiritual rules, which they have or laws. You have to follow, otherwise you will lose this zeal. You will lose this gift. Uh, so this like it's so common to see. If it, it really it is, um, actually, I, I need to say that well, I. From those I met who had this seal, so they came with this awakening. I don't remember that somebody would persist in this. I think that after a while, all are gone. And they, and they were not able to listen. This is why, why uh, we should know the spiritual rules and how to live spiritual life because uh, we and then follow them because those people if those people come to a community where it is not evident so then they don't have some kind of example and to tell them something what they don't see in practical life in our practical life of others so it is like strange for them. There was, go ahead. It's like the seed that fell on the shallow, on the rocky ground where it has shallow 
doesn't have roots. It doesn't have solid roots. Yeah. It blooms and it's great for a while and then it just yeah, exactly. because there's no solid roots. So this is why that that Saint Simeon, the new theologian, he says that first thing when we come to faith should be uh, to start to call upon God with tears and with really great desire to give us spiritual father. That this is what, and, and it was amazing for me to to listen, hear that. There is something what has to be done in the beginning of our spiritual life. Now, uh, but well, we have to realize that this this condition is it's tough to to somehow to remember or to see and to have this understanding because one priest he told me that he was preparing probably I mentioned it before but I don't know who we have new people who didn't see here that he was preparing one man who wanted to be Christian for the baptism and he said this man was like on fire and like all in with all his strength and, and he had good knowledge he had nice started nice prayer prayer life and and he said to his brother priest that uh, that I'm so happy to see him but the other side I'm so scared because I, because then after baptism we'll be up to our parish and I'm afraid of that his faith will go down. And, uh, you know, it was like, when I heard this, I, I was like, yes, it is sad, but many times, in many parishes, it's true that uh, this community of people who were in parish who lived spiritual life for whole life sometimes, actually cannot be good support that even that priest he actually was afraid that people, his own people in the parish would spoil this like new vocation. And and we don't realize that many times and but it's it's really um we easy we some we come some kind of ease we can slip to uh some of habits we create in, in how we live our face, how we live in a parish. And uh, we don't realize that it can be very damaging for those who come new and maybe they are in, uh, they have this zeal in the heart. So this is why I think that should, we sh should always like try to always rise the level of spiritual life, trying and I think that we, I'm very pleased because in our parish, I, I think that this is happening, but I'm very pleased that people can find support if they are so, search for that. But back to this text. Now, but even that to, to, uh, the because text says it is ultimately deeper here because even with searching for spiritual father, we have to be careful who we are going to 
join or, or to choose. And, uh, and uh, uh, he says, Mark, that, well, how it is English, do not become a disciple of one who praises himself. Very important, uh, very important sentence. And uh, it's this, this sentence in the book Evergetinos, which is available, there are like these hypotheses from 21 up, that are talking about spiritual uh, fatherhood, spiritual father and, and this gui- uh, guidance. They bring a lot of examples how bad spiritual father can damage, how huge damage can bring. So St. Mark tells us that that one who praises himself is something we should avoid. And uh, it's not only, uh, and, and look, that spiritual father can can really say to that person all correct things. But still, uh, his attitude will leave some kind of seal on the soul of disciple. And if there is this some kind of this, uh, whatever, however we are, so, you know, you can... One of strange things when I came here to America, I, I don't want to be critical, I'm just saying that uh, that uh, uh, these differences, that if there is a procession for the liturgy, and Bishop was, you know, so uh, uh, he was blessing uh, people who are crossing themselves, nobody, well, some smiles, but nobody was, it was like, it had to be like, not looking around, you know, it was very decent. And um, what I experienced here was totally different, different culture. <laughs> you know, like showing like too jo- jovial. Yes, jovial. Jovial. And ah, I, I, I didn't like that, you know. But what is okay, but let's see what, what he about the spiritual fathers. If spiritual father has this attitude, this attitude will be visible in his disciples. Does it make sense? Because they will follow even this approach. And this doesn't help. Second thing, don't make, uh, this is like, uh, it's important not to make friends from spiritual fathers. You know, that I know a priest who was a good spiritual father, and uh, there was a situation that uh, he, from Bishop, he got responsibility to teach something, you know, that his spiritual father was. So he was obedient, but after two months, he asked Bishop to relieve because he said, I cannot be in this position. If he's my spiritual father, I, I cannot be in other aspects he's some kind of his teacher. And and Bishop uh, acknowledged that well and agreed. 
um, there is some kind of, uh, and, and, and I know that, that uh, many times uh, people expect, like, because usually spiritual father is that prison in, in parish in that, on some kind of person, you know, and, and um, many times they uh, want to have this close relationship. And if priest doesn't answer, so they say, oh, he's not very good in social things, you know, it's not uh, outgoing, he's, uh, well, not, I cannot find the right word for that, that, that um, he doesn't like to participate too much on social like, life or something. But this is important, it is sacrifice that priest is doing. There was a case that one family, they had problems home. And uh, so then they, they asked priest to come. And he came, they were talking, and, and actually he helped them, the family. And uh, that lady, mother of the family, then she was sharing her experience. And she said, well, you know, he helped us, it's great, good advices, he really pointed to the problem and he really, really helped us, I, we, we were blind to this, but he's so cold, he, he's not like, he kept like distance from us. And when I was hearing that, I said, well, this is very wise priest, because if you enter to some kind of closer relationship from this human point, you know, there is a difficult many times to give uh, advice, you know. And, uh, and uh, so you have to, there's like some of these sacrifices that you have to bring that to keep that correct, to, to allow, to be involved, but not too much. To, to keep that measure, which would not keep you like um, from, from saying correct things. Or sometimes you, you are then, there is a distant temptation to water down things, you know, and, uh, and in this you are not helping as a spiritual father. So th those those things are are very important to like to keep in mind. Then another problem and another thing which is connected with searching for spiritual father that that there is this fashion like to follow stars that um, you have a charismatic preacher or person who can speak and and everything, you know, so, well, yeah, I, this would be a perfect person to, to, to be my spiritual father. Well, many times it is exactly what, uh, what is this text about, this warning. Because many times when there is this, uh, many times the, this, Good, good activity or please many times can push you to 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 that role to be this star, and with that is and then you 
there is nobody who could avoid that, you know, some kind of vain glory or searching for glory. And again, the same thing will happen to disciples of that. They, this, this kind of spiritual father will put the seal of this acting of this some to the soul of those who are in his care or her care. So it's very difficult and uh, and uh, to find, but we have to pray. It's it's very important to ask God to give us and to ask for good discernment and then to look from each side before we are choosing, you know, to make a research of the life. <coughs> and, <coughs> and if it is not, and when we try and it is not good fit, run away, find another one. No problem with that. Um, even, even like you have to find that special father who will be touching your needs. If you don't feel like challenge, if you feel that well, he's not touching your like secret places, you know, which you are trying to hide, but even even before yourself, if he's telling some unpleasant truths, those are usually signs that you find good one. You know, for sure he will do it with mercy and gentleness, but even like words said with love and if they are touching our some kind of sick places, they are, they are uh, painful. And those who are uh, very scrupulous people, they should search for very merciful spiritual father. Those who are have problem with some kind of discipline and uh, not keeping their, the spiritual the rule of the life, they should search for very strict spiritual father. <laughs> I remember that there was like my second parish, my second parish was very close to Stropko, and in Stropko there were like monasteries or them tourists. And uh, many people, they, they, were, they were going for confessions there, and one old man in my parish, um, uh, he told me, oh, Father, you know what, I, I, I'm going there, so don't be upset. No, I'm not upset, or I have enough here. And he said, there is this old one is very good there. Really? I said, okay. So, and he continued. You know, I tell him something, what I seen I did. And he gets so angry. He stands up and he runs around me twice. I said, again, you did that, you know? And then he's really like upset. And, and then it keeps like, why until he comes down? And then he tells me like really strict words. Oh, Father, when I come out from confession, I feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it was, well, uh, he was commenting on this man too, you know, yeah. so he made it 
a little bit probably more like that but uh, but it is it is something what what we need you know to find what it matches to us and many times we can wait we, we sometimes we need really to wait a long time to, until we find somebody it's difficult we have to admit that, that there is not a lot of and uh, but it's not problem not problem of present time Look, 200, 200 years ago, Spicy Velchkovsky, Sam Spicy Velchkovsky, who translated Philokarya to Slavic languages. In his uh, the selection of his letters, he wrote, there's a letter from one priest who was near Moscow somewhere. Okay. He wrote me a list and he wrote that, well, I am not able to find spiritual father. And if you imagine that uh, at the time near to Moscow, he had not only many priests around him, so even there were like in Moscow, several monasteries there. And he was complaining to St. Pius that he's not able to find. And St. Pius, he, he acknowledged this in an answer, he, he said, well, it's very difficult in these times to find. And he gave him advice, which is that until we, do, if we pray, we should pray, and then until we find one, we must be like nuns every day, fed by words of holy fathers, those who taught about spiritual life, and to to become their disciples. We were talking about that before. To become their disciples and with obedience to follow their words until God gives us. All right. I'm making longer because I want to keep this 15. <laughs> Sorry, I will be, I will behave better. All right, so let's, let's go. Do you have questions about that? No? Clear? All right. Eleven. Do not grow conceited about your interpretations of scripture, lest your intellect fall victim to blasphemy. Yeah. This is another thing which should be part of some of our, this fundament of our spiritual life. And it is not only about scripture, but it is about uh, all this intellectual knowledge we have. This intellectual knowledge of scripture in this case, but all the things I would say which connect with God, this is our property. It's something what we gain with mostly our own strength. And because of that, uh, there is this um, confidence in us because we know that we we made sacrifice we made sacrifice in gaining this knowledge and when we were gaining this knowledge so it was with effort difficulties all this learning 
and uh, during this learning we some many things were some kind of uncovered for us we start it clicked you know it started to be uh, so we start to understand so okay now i understand why it is and uh, this way or this way or uh, to understand this something from this God's mysteries. And this, this understanding, intellectual understanding which comes, uh, it's, it's, it's like some kind of treasure we have inside of us. And the same thing is happening when a person gains a lot of money here, a lot of, he becomes or millionaires or multimillionaire. So suddenly you can see that the person is changing. Uh, and one thing is that he uh, becomes more independent. I can afford whatever I want. I don't depend on anybody. I have money, you know, is there, is there a problem? You know, they were like, I was listening recently, there were a podcast, very interesting, it was talking about this, when we got freedom from 90, uh, 1990 to 2000 in Czechoslovakia and Slovakia, and it was like, they call it like decade of wild west, because we, we were missing all these laws which would regulate like business and uh, th normal things. So all those like holes were used by criminals, mafia. And it was really crazy because there were like several groups, big ones, and they were fighting among themselves, killing themselves. But they, they gained like huge, a lot of money. You know, that now it is, still it is uncovering these, all these things. And uh, from the, and in this podcast that uh, one of um, detectives or cops were, he mentioned one thing that was this one of these mafia boss came to uh, uh, one bar, which was like part of hotel, and the hotel had this bar. He came there and he was not satisfied, you know, with service. So he said, Well, you are not doing a good job, and this barman. He didn't know him, so he said, you know, you don't like, go ahead. So he went next day to the owner of the hotel and he bought the hotel. He overpaid, like, he lost money on this, you know, just he wanted to show his ego, you know. And Barman was first one who was fired, you know. And so, but what I mean is that people who have this treasure, money also they 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 are losing this ability to hum to be humble because they know they can they can do everything and the same thing is with this intellectual like treasure you know that more we know uh, in on this intellectual level more it pushes us to that uh, state of some kind of state of pride. We would not, we would not say that it's pride, but uh, 
But we, we would always impress those who don't know so there would like this desire to impress those who know less than we know. Or there is a this temptation to give, okay, you are another great, it is this way. And, uh, and, and many times, I don't say that we should not teach the others, but sometimes we are doing that not because of this, it's not done from this desire to help but just to show yourself, you know, and with some kind of inner satisfaction. And, uh, and this is something what, what causes that, um, uh, like the spiritual law says that if you are doing um, that, you will slip to blasphemy. Then in some point of your life, this attitude will bring you that to blasphemy means that uh, you will be uh, raising yourself instead of raising up God, and and this is this is difficult, and uh, and one thing is that with scripture. Uh, it is that this very interesting thing that you can be an expert and you can able to explain some kind each verse of Bible, but it doesn't mean that you have unity with God. It's it's not true. When I mentioned the situation when we got freedom in uh, 1990, so last semester in seminary, many professors were like fired because they were there and they were controlled by state, and new professors came. And because well, to find professor immediately in short time, so they called one, he was Slovak, or Czech, well, it doesn't matter, but from Czechoslovakia, but he was living in. Uh, Austria, he was emigrant, and uh, we learned that he's coming to teach New Testament, and uh, everybody was excited because it was a big name, like a big scholar, and you know, we knew, uh, well, I didn't know, I was <laughs> not so smart, you know, but some of my classmates, they said, well, he wrote those books, and and so it would be perfect and great, and I, so I was excited too, but then we had these classes with him, and for sure, he knew languages, biblical, of those languages are needed, and he, it was evident that his knowledge is great. But uh, one seminarian said, he was not from my class, he said, well, uh, he knows, he's like expert, but I don't see that he has faith. And, well, again, when I, when I heard that, then I, then I started to like, think about that. Yes, it, it was true. You didn't feel that, you know, uh, like from others, these old professors, some of them, who 
like one who taught church history was expert, the biggest expert in Czechoslovakia for many years. But he was really simple priest. Even he had so many achievements and huge humility, and he was really talking. He taught us a lot of pastoral, good pastoral things, and besides church. But but you knew that he was focused on Christ, and he drawn us to this. This was not. And many times it is like think this is like a disease of. Um, Western civilization that even in the church we move towards this goal that we are satisfied. And many times you have like uh, if you have all these A's or B's, you know, so and you make all these good papers in seminary, so yeah, you are a perfect candidate. And um, well, it is not so true. Uh, it's not so true. In my class, we had a, okay. We had a seminary in there, and he had struggled with academic like studies. He and one thing struggles, and he was so silent. The person. Um, person was like, his name, um, I, we are recording, I cannot say this, well, anyway, he was phlegmatic, and he said little words, he was not fighting, but this was not his, like, strong, like, academic things. So there was like situation that they really wanted to get him out from seminary because of that. And uh, then somehow we also, but I visited him, we visited him when uh, we were in 2010, in Slovakia, visited him. And what he was saying, telling me that what he's doing in parish, I was ashamed. And and each parish when he was and uh, you can hear even from people, uh, all people they, they loved him and he was a real good spiritual father to them. And doing sacrifices that I really he put me to shame, I would say. And I was thinking at the time that okay, maybe Maybe he was not so strong in that. But God was planning to send him to people who didn't need this knowledge. You know, like, like uh, uh, biblical archaeology, you know, he had struggled with that. Church history, he had struggled with that. You know, and several others. He was not sent, nobody of those people, he was sent to needed that. But what he had was something in inside is his faith which led him to love people and to provide to see their needs, real needs. And it it was 
was something amazing. You know, I, I was ashamed at the time. I had to my because because what he's told me is some kind of like this is natural. So this is what we are doing. Not trying to praise himself. It's just saying, well, I, I'm not doing too much on this. It was well. So, and another thing is with that that we have to this one aspect, this intellectual knowledge of scripture. But if you remember, uh, if you remember Biancia, you know when we are talking about gospel commandments, he said that, and he taught us that Christ is hidden in his commandments. This was his <coughs> like advice. So, so what he was trying to say through this is that if you try very hard to fulfill gospel commandments, you are going to meet Christ in this area. And he continued to branch, you know, that, uh, that uh, a few sentences later, that to find Christ in commandments means to know his mysteries. Now, what does he mean by, uh, by that? Uh, this is like basic and very often repeated uh, advice from Holy Fathers that, that there is a knowledge which comes from our activity, activity to our intellect, and knowledge which comes from our power more we are trying to fulfill God's will, this intention that, that I am, I put myself on the path, okay, I am here, I know I should be, God calls me to be here, so I, I make repentance that I am not what gospel is telling me, and I am trying to arrange my life to get there, and I'm forcing myself. This is why I'm fasting, this is why I'm praying, this is why I'm going to church, this is why I'm doing all these ascetical exercises to reach that level. And when we reach that level, it is like something, we are gaining knowledge from above which is connected with this level. I am, don't take, I am talking to, it's very simple explanation, but I want to be it clear. It's like gift which comes. When we, we are coming closer to God, it's like clearer, you know, to, to we can see and understand. And, and suddenly, uh, this, our intellectual knowledge is enriched with something what comes as a gift from God, and suddenly this, my, this whole knowledge is like huge, and, and it's clear, and we are good in this. It is like, There was like, for elementary schools in uh, Slovakia during communists, we had to go for, to be educated in culture too. So it was like twice per year, we had to go to theater, whole school, elementary school. And 
well, it was horrible. I think the, so. We went to theater. There were like these, these actors that were playing something for us. These are children. We were laughing when we are, we are not supposed to laugh, and we are not paying attention. It was mess. Suffering for kids. Suffering for actors. But there is one. There was one play was what really caught my attention. I remember that that there were there were like the scene uh, there, but there were like not one of this curtain, but there were like many of them. And the point was that behind this curtain was something was going on. And when you were listening to these actors, you know what is going on, but you couldn't see. But always is the, how this play went, always like one curtain was like put up this way, you know, was opened. And and you could see something behind like first like some kind of like silhouette, you know, when it was so you could see oh there is a table there and something. It was like clear, clear, clear. And finally when last this curtain was taken so you could see clearly and we realized all that well we saw what we were things that we are seeing, it's totally wrong. This it was like good like uh, ending, you know, it's surprising. And I think this is something like similar with this knowledge from above. More we are going, keeping commandments and we are striving to be holy. This, like, these curtains are taken apart and we see clear and the end, it clicks. We meet Christ in his commandments and this comes with understanding of these God's mysteries. What we cannot describe, but it, it is this correct click when we somehow in fullness understand part of this richness of our faith. And uh, it's difficult to return back from that. It's, it's difficult to return back. And, uh, and this is what we are supposed to do. Because if we don't do this and we stay only with this out, intellectual knowledge will be always non-stop in huge danger that we would we will fail you know that we would fail to pride we will fail to what he's saying blasphemy always the same thing or uh, we would not correctly understand what our faith is about and, uh, and I think that the biggest problem is that we would live like double life. Like this professor I meant, who was expert for uh, Biblicum. He knew everything, but he lived his own life. You know, it's impossible if I know, and if it is not changing my life and it's not forming my life, so it, it is blasphemy towards God because I'm saying that I know and I am not doing that. All right, let's go. Questions? Do you want to add something, somebody? Nobody? All right, so 12. Do not attempt to explain something difficult with contentiousness, but in the way which the spiritual law enjoins with patience, prayer, and unwavering hope. 
it's all interesting. Again, it's connected with this previous, with uh, this knowledge we can gain with, with uh, our intellect. And uh, there is another temptation meant that, that we want to enter to argumentation. And uh, I think that we are learning how to discuss things, discussion, clubs, and all this, that how to use arguments, how to defeat our opponent. It's it's good exercise, good good thing, and, and it helps us really to use our intellect to how to discuss things. But in spiritual life, this is not something that is favorite, even we and but we put it there a lot of because if there is uh, some kind of problem and discussion, so many times we with easily enter to some kind of fiery discussion in order to bring the other to truth. And uh, and well and many times we make we will beat that person with good arguments to death, you know. That in the end, the person can say, well, yeah, okay, you are right. But we didn't win that person for God. We just, he was just defeated with our arguments. And for sure, he would not accept that, even if he acknowledges that this, what we said is true. Now, so Isaac Syrian, I think it was he, he said that run away from theological discussions. Run away. So it's, and and he says this otherwise I think that it's it fits here what the Mark says that because they, they recognize that when we enter to some kind of this argumentation, this war, so it is impossible without uh, failing to anger or to causing anger, to causing uh, like resent, um, uh, or to find to pride, to find to some kind of discussion which is so fiery that there is no place for mercy, understanding, and and, and many times we have to realize that uh, these discussions arise. Not because, many times, not because the person who is saying something different is, uh, is saying this with, with, uh, with uh, bad intention. We have to admit that there are many people who were not formed well in present time, in spiritual faith, it's in faith, in understanding of faith. There are not everybody, not everybody has degree in theology. And, uh, and and many times you have, we have to admit that there is like this deafness and blindness which is caused by sin. Many people who are ashamed and the, who are under passion, you know that uh, uh, some kind of, and, and in, they live in the sin. Uh, they they. They think they they oppose the truth, even they know about this truth, because they want to protect some kind of their dignity. You know, can you imagine? 
probably notice like in this news or you probably notice people who live a very strange way of life, whatever it is. But how many times they give us the argument that well, Christ loved everybody, so Christians should love everybody too. I'm sure, you know, that they are saying that because they need to protect their, to pretend that they have some dignity. They know truth. They, in deep, they know what is the truth. But they don't want to admit that. And because it is about their dignity, about how they, to, how they value themselves, they would fight with you to the end. Even they know they are wrong. So it doesn't make sense to, to argue. Because you, they are exposed to anger, we are exposed to anger. Go ahead. Um, I was. I just got out of the, the public school system, and a kid who I knew um, for from the first year going there to the last year, um, after joining theater, started going from Elliot to Ellie, and wearing makeup and growing long hair, and um, I avoided conversation with them because I knew that if I referred to him the true way, it would cause an argument. And I would refer to him the true way, so I just avoided it. <laughs> but eventually, we got put into a group together, and I looked him in the eye, and he was terrified. He looked terrified. And it was because he knew that I knew. Everyone else was pretending to go along with it, but we both knew the truth. And he knew that I was not a mean person. He knew I wouldn't say anything mean to him, um, but he knew that I knew. And it's exactly what you said, like, you can fake all you want. I know, and you know, and you're not fooling me, you know? So I, ju I, just, I just encountered that like three months ago. Well, good, and actually, uh, this, when we read these other Holy Fathers who like touch in, like, in detail this, this um, area, would they say exactly what the mark gives like points, patience, prayer, and hope. That it, it doesn't mean that we are giving up. We just, you know, it is like this position, our position is that, okay, we are running out and we don't enter to these theological discussions or because uh, we know it might be danger for us and we can cause danger. But it doesn't mean that it is like uh, we are covered. I mean that we should spend even more time in prayer for the person. It's, 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 it's okay, we are, it's similarly in the world, it's for all the world, it means that we are, we were defeated. But the true fight starts at the point. Because if we really follow commandments, so at the moment we our heart has to be filled with mercy towards the person. We have to have like 
feel pity, you know, upon him, on him, on the person. We should be aware that well, this is that person is suffering in this state, and uh, because of that, we are turning to God, asking him for help, for mercy, for enlightenment, and. Uh, this might seem for this world point of view it is like not effective way but uh, we can see in the life of saints that it worked it uh, it really worked you know and it and and still is working and uh, uh, maybe you have this experience that many times it took you Sometimes, it, okay, what happens that we, in some point of life, we recall one word or advice which we heard like 20, 30 years ago, and it hits us and it helps us to make like next step, correct step at the time. And this, we many times we say, oh, okay, this is like from uh, God touched me, but we don't realize many times that it might be the fruit of prayers of my or our grandparents who were praying at the time for a long time, or our parents who were like really filled with sadness because we were not able to listen good advices and and. God reminded it because of these prayers in correct time, right time, when we were able to make this change. So, yeah. All right. With not engaging in theological debate, I can imagine like, Paul engaging with the Greeks and when you enter debate, you come up with all of these different sides. And if you're arguing scripture, you take one quote, and then you reach to other parts of scripture. You reach to the epistles, you reach to the gospels, and you look into the Old Testament. Um, eventually, you build what we have as a catechism. It's referencing the entirety of scripture. But what people do today is they'll take one quote and live by one quote. It's like, God is love. Well. Or, or love one another. It's like, well, what do you mean by love one another? And loving one another is also giving truth. Yeah. It's also fraternal correction. It's like you're trying to prevent them from falling in their own spiritual life. Yeah. Um, or judge not lest you be judged. Well, Paul says judge everything. And it's what it is is amount of, of righteous judgment, but also guided judgment. It's, here, don't uh, don't attempt to explain something difficult with contentiousness. So if someone brings up an argument and you want to refute them, but you want to refute them in contentiousness, we've already started to fall with them. And so this is the part of not entering into theological debate, especially from a point of they, their statement has already angered me and I'm ready to fall with them. Oh, you are 
working and I think that you are raising hands and you want to ask <laughs> something. <laughs> good, good, don't worry. I was, this was my mistake. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much.